0: Welcome to the American Horror Story podcast brought to you by Bald Mover, the officially unofficial podcast for FX's horror anthology, American Horror Show. The horror
1: anthology? Horror anthology. We agreed not to go with that title.
0: Well, there's a male, there's a male horror. There's male prostitution in this. I didn't say
1: anything about males.
0: Uh, (laughs) The male prostitution horror cast, season four, freak show. This is the first episode, the premiere, the extra long 90 minute episode it's called Monsters Among Us.
1: Mm, they found out about us.
0: What did you think of this episode?
1: I thought it was a very strong season opener. Me too. It was very good.
0: Uh, I, I, I don't know that they can keep the creepiness going this strong this long, because this thing felt like it was packed with five episodes worth of creepy shit.
1: Uh, I find myself saying that every or every uh, season
0: and frequently towards the middle, it kind of peters out.
1: <laughs> Do you think so? I, thought, I think they just keep throwing stuff in there that doesn't really make sense. But you just I don't know. It's like a train wreck. You can't look away.
0: I thought you and I were kind of agreeing on Coven. Coven. Oh. Nothing says nothing says Coven like a Coven in the oven. Uh, that right around Christmas time, it started to fall off, and then they took a couple of weeks off, and we kind of forgot about it, and then it came back. But, but what like,
1: is falling off for Coven? just slightly less crazy than it was before. Good question. I don't know. I'm eager to see.
0: They sold me with the borax enemas. Um so, No, I so I thought it was really great. A lot of things I was concerned about in the uh, preseason coverage we did, mm-hmm. such as Michael Chiklis' height and the <laughs> Which we will address later. The conjoined twins effects. I thought the conjoined twins effects were really yeah. More convincing than I saw on the pre season trailer stuff. So maybe mm-hmm. they did tweak the effects a little bit, but.
1: Very nicely done. I think it's a good way to conserve uh, s- effects.
0: Conserve FX. FX you
1: budget <laughs> by doing the split screen stuff because it's mm. also a really fun camera trick where you get to see the perspective of the twins.
0: Yeah, it's a nice little stylistic choice. So uh, do you have, you said you have some upfront, upfront information.
1: Yes. Okay, it was uh, this episode was directed by ryan murphy and if you don't know ryan murphy then shame on you um i just read his wikipedia and it's fascinating but he is most known in conjunction with brad falchuk and ryan murphy and brad falchuk wrote this episode together right on um but the two of them have created nip tuck glee and all the american horror stories uh brad falchuk I don't know, hasn't really done much else, but Ryan Murphy has a very long list oh, sure. of things he's done, including, he wrote the Broadway musical, uh, The Normal Heart, oh, on the, the HBO HBO, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. And he was born and grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana.
0: I saw that too. Went to
1: Warren Central High School, right in our neighborhood. Hometown. And, uh...
0: A Hoosier boy made good.
1: Yeah, and he went to IU. That's, I just thought that was so cool. Sweet. So I'm claiming you. I went to, I went to the same uh places that this man has. <laughs> and we've had I the same degree of success. <laughs> exactly.
0: I thought you went to Bon Tom's. That's high well, school.
1: That was high school. I traveled a lot.
0: <laughs> before you made it to uh IU. Before you made it down to B Town. Yeah. Uh shall we get right into the episode or do you have no, some. No, I wanted
1: to talk about some of the cast. Oh, all right. Some of the fun freaks. The freaks this episode.
0: Get your binoculars out when you say it. <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly like that. Um, Jessica Lang is playing Elsa Mars. Sure. Uh, I guess her inspiration was sort of Marlene Dietrich.
0: She's playing Elsa Mars in Jupiter, Florida. I thought that was pretty cute.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is fun. Um, the other person who has come back this season is Naomi Grossman, who plays Pepper Mm. And I don't really know how to describe her character other than it's just a weird like toothy kind of just that one little ponytail and no other hair on the head.
0: Yeah. The big nose. She looks like a cartoon Mm. character from Popeye.
1: Yeah. She was also in Asylum the second season. Mm -hmm. And I guess this season is set 10 years before her character's arc on Asylum. Ah. And if you haven't seen it, I won't ruin it for you. Um, The other freaks are Amazon Eve played by Erica Irvin played by Cecily. <laughs> well, Erica Irvin actually is not that tall. Really? <laughs> She's only 6'8".
0: Ah, gotcha.
1: <laughs> Which is nothing compared to my 6'1". Also there is Paul the Illustrated Seal?
0: Mhm. He's the by guy with the flipper the the uh skeletal flipper things.
1: Well, I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate you calling them that, but yes. I bet
0: that's exactly what he calls it.
1: <laughs> Matt Fraser. Um and he's got a long list of things that he's done, too. He's a performer. Um, and Ma Petit is played by, and I'm going to butcher this name, but Jyoti Amj, mm-hmm. the Indian actress. She is the world's smallest woman. Yeah. Uh, and she's 20 years old. Yeah. In case you are wondering how old she is. Can't
0: drink. Really? Well, I mean, she's only twenty. I don't know in no.
1: India. <laughs> India. I'm pretty sure it's like eighteen or eleven. <laughs> when I think. you're born,
0: um, <laughs> I think it's interesting because I bet a shot of whiskey would kill her. Oh my
1: god, it would destroy her.
0: I mean, that would be like us drinking a Sh- gallon. She's the cheapest date ever. All you have to do is <laughs> feed fumble. her scraps off your own plate. Yeah. I wonder what she. You know, because the thing is, she. Feed, um, I, I read some interesting in- interviews where she says that she really hates being held like a baby or a child, really? and yet. 90 percent of her screen time she's being held like a baby or child i don't know i wonder how she feels about that or whether that was a commentary on the way people see little people but she's extreme like she's barely two foot tall
1: i mean honestly most
0: um it's shocking to see a fully formed person that small
1: honestly i think most of the unusual people hate it when people point out or treat them like they're unusual but it's it's inevitable. People mm. stare at me all the time, and I'm 6'1". I can't even imagine looking like any of these people.
0: Right. No, it's got to be tough good... to deal
1: with, and you have to sort of take it with grace. And people ask you to get paid a lot of money to be on screen, but you're going to be carried around. Mm. Because it's probably also because you just can't shoot her standing next to anyone. Mm. Those well, shots. That's true. Those shots don't work. That's true. So that they have her. She you has know, to be
0: up on a platform or standing yeah. on a table or something.
1: She runs across the table to uh-huh. talk to... Yeah.
0: I found it very hard to understand her because it sounds like she's just inhaling helium all the time. But it's just her little bitty vocal cords.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that's it. I just wanted to highlight those fun people.
0: Uh, Lots of other American Horror Store alumni as we go on. Yeah, I don't need to reintroduce those people. All right. Uh, So let's talk about this show. We start off on the conjoined twins. And I just want to highlight a lot of the camera tricks that you already talked about. When they're showing Bet or Dot... Uh, Dot is the more glum one. And Bet is the more happy one, but also maybe simple. I
1: feel like she's got a touch of Asperger's.
0: She's like, got a Her
1: emotional yeah. range isn't really there.
0: But yeah, I don't know if it's Asperger's. I just think she might be.
1: Well, I mean, just, she responded to her mom telling her that she couldn't go to a movie and slapping her on the cross face by stabbing her.
0: Oh, yeah. That's just. But her mom was also kind of a bitch. A little bit of, uh, you know, Carrie. All right. Uh, I'm not saying she deserved to be stabbed with scissors, but I'm also not ruling that out.
1: It wasn't scissors.
0: There will be, because regular old bread knife. They make a reference to the Alabama incident, uh, which I'm kind of curious to see if we'll see more in the form of flashbacks. But I like the way when they're showing Bet or Dot and kind of giving us their mental. uh, uh, you know their monologue that they have this extreme angle where the, one of their heads is sticking off just off frame. I bet and it's she very I, interesting because you don't see shots framed like that.
1: Yeah, I bet when she was finished filming this, that it was just hell on her neck. I mean, mm. it was just hard for my neck just watching her do that. Right, on one way or the other, but maybe it balanced out. Do this this shot one day, this shot the next day. And and- it's only
0: a couple lines at a time, I'm sure. But yeah. I Maybe, I don't envy her the kinks that she got on her neck,
1: especially um, bet She had the more extreme. She's always got the more extreme neck angles.
0: Uh, so I think that uh, we we see the plot where the milkman came and he sees that the previous milk was untouched. He lets himself in. He sees the mother stabbed to death. This is some milkman because he takes it upon himself to get a uh, a rolling pin and investigate the source of the killer. Uh, goes upstairs, opens a darkened room, screams, and we're led to believe that uh, he found the twins because we next see them being wheeled into a gurney. As <laughs> the title card says, that it's 1952 in Jupiter, Florida.
1: And it was a really nice touch to have their toes look different. Like yes, like Bet. keeps was her all manicured
0: with red, pretty red toenail polish, and Dots, Dots were just, was a disaster.
1: I'm surprised that Bet just didn't take it upon herself. <laughs> Just when you're bored, maybe, just to do the other toes.
0: But I wonder, the way it seems is that each twin has control over that half of the body. So I wonder if Beth, like played keep away or smacked her if she tried to do it or something like that.
1: I just don't understand why you got to be so hard all the time.
0: Yeah, well, it's hard life, as we find out. Uh, I thought it was interesting how like nurses and doctors are just vomiting in the hallways, How which I she it, i mean it is a if someone like that in real life would be jaw dropping, but it's not sickening i don't quite understand the whole monstrous angle
1: well if it's nineteen fifty two yeah if i mean it's very conservative sensibilities back then but on the other hand what's the weirdest thing you've seen rolling through an emergency room
0: the word weirdest i've heard the weirdest an emergency room doctor has seen I'm just saying that this was you know freaks were kind of a thing back then and they were? I was kind of surprised. I thought that was a little over the top. Uh, we're introduced to a candy striper, which you pointed out as one of Meryl Streep's daughters.
1: Yep, Grace Gummer.
0: Grace Gummer.
1: Who's also in the newsroom, where you probably saw her first.
0: And about this time, Jessica Lang shows up as Elsa Mars, and she's lighting cigarettes. She, the rules do not apply to Elsa.
1: You know, when she first... And yeah. also, they Lucky don't.
0: Strikes are good for you. God damn it.
1: Obviously, they're doctor approved. <laughs> uh and they really were <laughs> mom's approved um when i first saw this episode i thought that jessica lang's makeup job was horrible i was like is she really getting that old that they can't even do a good makeup job on her anymore right. and then i realized that it was on purpose she's a fading star who's just putting more and more makeup on to get her old well, self she's back well, that's not really what she looks she like.
0: Was, she didn't look... And I think. Don't you think they made her intentionally hotter last year? Well, yeah. When she was the uh, whatever, her Fiona?
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's stretching it. But this, she's just got... You can see it. You yeah, can break yeah, yeah. your nails across it and get inches of makeup sure, off her. sure, sure. So it wasn't unintentional that they made her look so thirsty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she seduces this candy striper into... Uh, with the life, because she says, "Hey, you should come out and visit my my curiosities or whatever it is." And she swaps uniforms with her, and then brings in the double balloons to the twins, which I thought was another neat, you know, visual thing. The double balloons looked like their heads. Yeah,
1: some fun foreshadowing before she entered the room.
0: Yeah, the and, two different
1: colors too.
0: And uh, we go to the opening sequence, which I am really enjoying. I think that the monkey, the the Uh, Symbol playing monkey with the red eyes and the sharp teeth is going to be my new stick figure demon spreading his wings. Like, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, 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 Mustafa. Uh, I also am very impressed that FX got away with the giant penis leg woman with the curly pubic hair growing all around it yeah that i mean i i think it's i think it's great i think there should be more dicks asses balls and breasts in 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 american
1: but god forbid they say the f word
0: or yeah anywhere in that sure i mean i think there should be more sex less violence or at least equal time if we're going to be adults about it i'm just impressed that a basic cable show got away with a fairly graphic what would you call that it's not paper mache it's some kind of marionette
1: oh like the work. stop motion
0: yeah, yeah it's like a horrifying version of the Game of Thrones uh introduction it
1: actually um reminded me a lot of the nightmare before Christmas oh uh,
0: yeah stop motion yeah, that's, that's what, what it I is. just said oh <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. we find a couple things about the twins apparently they can read each other's thoughts
1: yeah. Yeah. The
0: shared spinal cord. And must Elsa come in. was
1: kind enough to stop by the house and get them a dress. That's mm-hmm. the only reason she went there. wasn't to look at all the curiosities.
0: Certainly. Uh also, even though we know that they have four separate lungs, <laughs> Bet can smoke a cigarette and dot can exhale. So there must be some kind of connection there somewhere. Some, because
1: of reasons, obviously. Because of
0: diaphragms and alveoli and
1: sometimes smoke kind of goes stuff. through your stomach, right?
0: Esophagus, sure. Why not? Uh Elsa points out that they have two hearts, but only one badge, and oh, that must be a bitch. <laughs> uh,
1: the hearts and, want different things. Yeah, for the badge.
0: For the badge, and she kind of talks about the sexual history, which we get. We we now see that Dot is kind of prudish, mm-hmm. a little sexually repressed, and Bet is all about. She wants. She is uh, wants to crank up the lever on the D. And get more of it, or her, any of it, honestly.
1: Or as Dot would say, she's a dirty slut. <laughs> I'm
0: surprised she didn't slap her there. Uh yeah, not reach. <laughs> we then cut to a scene of lovebirds on a picnic
1: mm-hmm. and
0: mm-hmm. they are gagging for it for each other. They they're wanting to get it on. The one girl has stolen rubbers
1: mm-hmm. from
0: the dime store.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: her boyfriend goes to the car to get something, which we never find out because uh, he's interrupted by the a creepy ass clown. I
1: believe that the farm boy An ass clown was going to kill her first.
0: That's what he went <laughs> to the car to get. What a twist! I know the he clown w- saver. He's not a bad guy.
1: Yeah,
0: and that the eight year old boy
1: misunderstood, being viciously abused by his They'll parents.
0: Learn. Yeah. Um, what uh, this scene is pretty horrific. Uh, the only thing that kept me from being like really scared by it or really creeped out by it is because it was broad daylight. But then when he was stabbing that dude with the scissors and the guy was still alive through it, oh my God. Like, wouldn't that be a bitch if you're like, man, I wish I'd just hurry up and die now?
1: Those are like, I, I kind of want to die right now. Well, I think after the first stab to the chest, you probably would. I don't if know. That's how human bodies really work. Oh,
0: really? <laughs> you keep telling me. They, they don't that. take
1: multiple impacts to the chest area.
0: This guy is – the way he does his performance and, – and I was shocked to learn that this is the same actor that plays Norm, uh, who's Margie's husband from, uh, from Fargo. Yeah. it's very The guy that paints ducks and woodland scenes and, and gets on a two-cent stamp or whatever it is. That's the clown. We all got to start somewhere. And the what but the way he does like the little clown flourishes when he's doing magic tricks and stuff, the yeah. juxtaposition of that versus just how savage he is is and and the mask and mm-hmm. what the hell is going on I with li- his scalp? Yeah, it seems like
1: he, he cut off his somehow lost his own scalp and replaced it with someone else's. Mm like another clown scalp that already had the haircut. That's why there's little wisps
0: of so is, hair. is he the axe murderer of this season? We're just going to get bits of his dr- uh, backstory dribbled out. Has he got any connection to Elsa, do you think? I honestly
1: can't speculate on that.
0: All right. Well, you could. He's refused to. That's yes. duly noted, and we will move on. Uh, speaking of Elsa Marr, she's at a diner, a the 50th-era diner you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of weird things because... Anytime they show conventional American, like Americana life, it's all through a weird fisheye lens. Yeah. And everyone's like... It's like
1: everything's foggy because there's so much cigarette smoke in the air at that time.
0: (laughs) But but everyone's like doing things in synchronized motion, like in, you know, and everything's kind of gray and washed out versus the freaks. When you go to the freaks and their circus, everything's colorful and everyone's an individual. I mean, I think that's obviously stylistic choice to have the fisheye, bizarro lens on the normal people and then you know much more colorful expressive lens when you're with uh, at the freak show
1: I'm being curious to go back in the 50s and see what that was really like
0: the ever present smoke yeah can you imagine flying
1: what flying oh like in an airplane with people smoking on the airplane
0: yeah like when fi- like more than 50% of people are smoking in a metal tube that's being recirculated it must have been hell it is hell it is hell <laughs> yeah flying's already hell let alone that <laughs> at least you had more legroom so yeah. did you I think so.
1: Or were you just naturally, evolutionarily shorter?
0: Because (laughs) of all the constant inhaling of the cigarette smoke. Yes, your
1: your leg growth was stunted. (laughs) And all the coffee and the whiskey.
0: Uh, uh, Elsa's sitting here in the diner. She's cutting out negative movie reviews from the newspaper because apparently she's keeping track of when famous, uh, talented people are slighted by critics. So it can build up her self-esteem somehow. Yeah. She's Uh, the
1: ultimate. Wait, did you just describe your own job?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've never cut out one-star reviews from iTunes. What are you talking about? Um, about yourself. yeah, Uh, we're introduced to Jimmy Darling, who is
1: charming the skirts off the waitress. Yeah, he's
0: he's got the Indiana Jones Junior look, except for he's got giant welders' mitts on, and he is. He's trying to charm the skirt or the apron off of this diner uh, waitress successfully till Elsa notices him and, you know, comes over there and completely cock blobs, blocks him. Asks blob. him cock, cock blobs him. He's probably <laughs> got a blobby cock. Let's be honest.
1: He's got the hands. What's he need
0: a cob blob for? Truly. He's got the magic fingers. Uh, but she asks him to uh, light the lighter, which obviously he can't with the, the, the mitts, and he doesn't want to take them off because his hands are freaky and he's like you know fuck off this uh, i i know that you we've been kicked off of our Plot or circus plot, and this flashback. thing, this thing's all screwed up. We have a flashback to her talking to the guy who owns the field that she's squatting in. Yeah, and he's leased that to her for a year, but he's kicking her out because there's a reverend in town at the tent revival who can pay in cash, and she ain't selling shit.
1: And I was really hoping the reverend would show up because I was thinking maybe like a true detective crossover would happen. Ooh, yeah, right. The maybe Eli the, Thompson
0: in there. This is
1: where the King and Yellow starts.
0: Sure. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't think you can rule out the reverend. He's introduced. He might come back, and there might be some allusions to how freaky they always some of that come stuff back, don't be. they? They always come back. Uh, but she tends to buy the guy she, off.
1: She plies him with smelly underwear and sh- peach schnapps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he says he wants hundred bucks to stay for a month, and she can offer him one fuck. The buck the fuck ratio, and apparently he accepts. And uh, she sa- he says it's over. She says it's not over. Uh, the waitress comes to go co- cash out her check, and she says, don't you know it's on the house, darling? Stars never pay, as the music swells. And it's pretty awesome. Again, she smokes where she wants, and she doesn't pay. We're going to try that the next time we dash and dine.
1: <laughs> I try that every time we go out to dinner. <laughs> and it always works on you. <laughs> Okay, so we're at a fancy dinner spread, and I had no idea. I thought this was maybe one of the true romance parties or the sex toy parties that women do nowadays. Pampered Chef. Because they had those in
0: the 50s. Ugh,
1: whatever. I'm sure repression. they did. Just called something different. Anyway, it's a Tupperware <laughs> party, judging from the sheer amount of Tupperware on the tables.
0: You could do some freaky stuff with pupper, Tupperware. They used to have Absolutely. these like uh, popsicle makers, popsicle molds. I'm sure you could do. Can some. Can I see that
1: popsicle molds? You can.
0: You can. You, you can do some. Okay. Some sex toys with the popsicle molds.
1: So anyway, it's a Tupperware party of sextras, um, and Jimmy Darling is giving out side hand jobs for only eighteen dollars.
0: I think that's total. That was his total take.
1: Yeah. For only eighteen dollars?
0: For yeah, the work a whole party.
1: How much is that the equivalent of today? I'm gonna find out while you talk about this scene.
0: So what I don't get about Jimmy is like it, it to me. I, I think they implied that he had the two in the pink, two in the stink going.
1: No, I told why? you that was wrong. The, why? It's still wrong?
0: Why he's because
1: people not that many people do butt stuff.
0: I. Well, first of all, if 50s era housewives are having sex parties, they're for sure doing butt stuff, number one. Number two, I don't think that he got the dexterity to to go from the Spock... To to pull that down and, and do the pistol. Move. I think
1: they can spread far enough. They're pretty long.
0: I think he gave. I mean, I, I'm just saying that if that's the thing. There's nothing he can do that an average man can't can't do. Just doing the live long and prosper.
1: Okay, so I think that's ridiculous. Okay, you know it's ridiculous well, and you're not the one true.
0: It's not me. You
1: just want there to be even more weird stuff in your weird stuff. I'm
0: I don't know. I just don't get what the fuss. So what do you think the fuss is?
1: I think his fingers are just long, and if you looked closely, the the tips of the digits were kind of like turned out a little bit. So the it had like ones, weird. The bottom the one that we're
0: going into Stink, sure. Which is even kind you know of what? weirder.
1: I'm actually done talking about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, did you find out what you're looking for?
1: No, because I was so distracted by
0: the by wh- making, making horror. It's a horror.
1: The sheer horror of the what you're implying. Horror. I mean, why would you think that that would, could possibly be a thing?
0: I don't – I'm not Ryan Murphy. This is the man that did – No, why
1: would you think that that could possibly be a thing?
0: I don't know. I was very confused. I'm a babe in the woods over here. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Let's move on uh, to A Robbery Gone Bad. Uh, This is the stories that the twins are trying to tell Elsa about how their mom died. And they can't get their story straight about who was there and how, they got, how, the, how the mom got murdered. And Elsa says, you need to get your story straight before the cops come to talk to you. This is interspersed with flashbacks of cl- the clown, the murderous clown, killing just tons of people. Uh, we see him kill a woman, a man. We see him abduct an eight-year-old boy. Pretty horrifying. And next scene, we see a creepy-ass school bus in the woods where we find a girl from the lover's picnic is imprisoned in the back of this school bus with the eight-year-old boy. Uh, She's trying to give him some words of encouragement that your parents are going to come, and he's not having any of it. He's like, no, I'm pretty sure the clown killed a parent's lady. (laughs) Uh, The clown comes back, does a little bit of routine.
1: Yeah, he's doing his creepy tricks. I think that in his mind, he's genuinely entertaining people.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that he wanted to entertain that little blonde girl. Until Mm -hmm. the boyfriend showed up, and he had to attack them both.
0: Because he was being a dick, and he wants to entertain the child.
1: Exactly. So he still sees the child and the little blonde girl as being innocent. So Mm -hmm. I don't think he intentionally wants to kill them, but if they upset him by being scared by his balloon popping, then I could see them dying in a weird way.
0: Yeah, I I know he flew into the rage when the balloon was popped, and I wasn't sure if it was... Because his routine got disrupted or because they were afraid? Because they were afraid at other points when he pulled the...
1: I think it was the culmination of both things. The balloon popping and he couldn't like smoothly transition. Uh, also, they were terrified by it. They're
0: just terrified, but... But when he pulled that long hanky with the uh, noisemaker at the end, he really made them both terrified with that. And then he smoothly transitioned to balloon animals. So it's almost like the failure of his act is what set him off. Right. So, I don't know. very curious about this dude. Um, we see that Dot and Bette have flew the coop, and they're returning home, and they're trying to pack underwear. Bette is trying to pack some slutty underwear. When Elsa catches them and says, you guys are both going to get a one-way trip to Old Sparky, which is the Florida electric chair, uh, and you're going to die together unless they separate you both, which is a, a kind of a horrifying concept uh, to everyone.
1: It seemed like an anomaly to the doctors. I can't even yeah. imagine why they would think about separating them.
0: I think she was just trying to pour some emotional gas on the old emotional fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, to make the stakes even higher, which triggers another flashback of Bet wanting to go see Singing in the Rain. Their hard-ass mom saying, no, you can't. Don't you remember what happened in Alabama? And I'm like, what happened in Alabama? I don't remember. And she stubbornly gets... Uh, dies from a butter knife as you point out.
1: And glorious technicolor. In glorious
0: technicolor before I find out what happened in Alabama. Point of fact.
1: What happened in Alabama? I think I missed it.
0: No, we don't know. Oh. She said that something happened out. something always happens in Alabama. Alabama <laughs> was the was the Florida of the 50s. It's, let's let's <laughs> all, let's be real. Something here.
1: is always happening in the South. I'll tell you that much.
0: and it's, and it's not just songs. Uh point of fact, singing in the rain is worth killing someone to see. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can rent it. You can see it on DVD or Blu-ray, so there's no need. But mm-hmm. I'm saying if, if if you're crazy, maybe religious fundamentalist, browbeating, beating uh, not very sensitive to your deformity, mother is preventing you from seeing it, maybe maybe a killer.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll justify it. I'll let that yeah, t- stand up in
0: a court of law. I, I, if I was on a jury, they wouldn't be convicted. They should just give themselves up. Uh. So we... <laughs> and uh, then we
1: find out that... Dot stabbed Bet with scissors in the chest.
0: After the mother was stabbed, I don't when know. Elsa, amateur psychologist, that that's what that wasn't because of her sin, but yours, and almost implying that maybe it was Dot that took control of her sister's arm in a moment of emotional distress to start the stabbing. That's what I got from that.
1: She was awake. No, yeah, I, she's I, I thought right for a there. second that maybe it was a dream, and she.
0: No, but yeah. she has a bandage on her chest. Uh, you're talking about the secondary stabbing?
1: Yeah, the secondary stabbing. I thought maybe f- the first time I saw the episode that sh- the scissors sure. were on the nightstand and while she was asleep, like kind of like sleepwalking, mm. she just motor.
0: No, she tried to stab her and we found out from the police that that stab wound would happen days after the mother was killed already. So they had been sleeping in a house with the mother dead on the floor for days trying to figure out what the hell to do, apparently. Hmm. And also that milk was curdled. That wasn't just like over there overnight. It was really... Of course, it is It is Florida. Yeah,
1: he probably comes by like every week. It's three, three mil- jugs of milk. How much milk do you drink? I
0: don't know. I don't Those drink three milk three ever. Three growing women. Well, two growing women and one I Honestly, crone. I couldn't tell
1: you the last time I consumed milk ever.
0: I'm a bil- milk fan. You are not. So <laughs> Anyway, let's go on to the fact that the twins... A pumpkin
1: spice creamer. I'll drink that all day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In your Uggs. Uh, so, Elsa... Elsa wants to save them. She says, you know, you guys can't stand up to the cops. Come with me to my uh, Carnival of Delights. We find out that Dot and Bette keep separate diaries, even though they can read each other's thoughts. Uh, and they have wildly different takes on this. Bette says that...
1: Why does one keep a diary?
0: I don't know. I've, I've tried on several, multiple occasions to keep a diary, so or why? as a guy would call it, a journal.
1: You know what? And I, I, just, kept,
0: I can't keep it going for more than a month.
1: I kept a diary once when I was a kid because I had a uh-huh. lot of feelings I needed to sure. get out. My mom read it and then confronted me about it. No, that's not cool. So I never kept a diary again, and I'm not quite sure why. That's
0: not, that's <laughs> not cool. Also, hi, Cecily's mom. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know she's listening. She knows what she's done. She knows. <laughs> You're going to stab her with scissors next time. This is a cautionary tale. No, I'm
1: going to stab her with a bread knife. A
0: bread – see, you're right. (laughs) Unless you dress up like a clown, then it would be thematically appropriate to use the scissors.
1: You know what? I'll think of something new and offensive to kill my mom with.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dot and bet – Have wildly different viewpoints of where their life is at now. Bet is all my futures never looked brighter as she's walking through silky
1: and pink,
0: pink and wrapped in silk as she's walking through the devil's mouth, which is the entryway to. It's also embroidered on Miss uh, Fräulein Mars's purse. Yeah, I want that? that bag. I tried to
1: google it and it's probably not going to be made until Give the end it a of the week season.
0: on Etsy and it will be I'm
1: there. I'm you're, so you're there. You get that. It'll be on If Waddle. anyone is making or selling these things, I'm there.
0: Unless uh so yeah.
1: Please send it to me. And but, uh also but, has an amazing tent.
0: Yes, she does. Dressing room. I think she could fi- finance the freak show for a year if she just sold whatever is the contents, that crystal chandelier alone.
1: No, these are antiques. Hmm. She goes antiquing.
0: So, so Anyway, that's Bette's opinion. Dot is saying her soul's plums new depths of despair. (laughs) And we meet some of the freaks, and, like, we see Meep the Geek, who quite convincingly bites the head off of a chicken. And did you notice the chicken was still, like, moving and flopping? Yeah, I did. In that scene. And Jimmy steps up to...
1: gross. I think that's what grossed me out the most about this episode, was seeing
0: him do that. The geeking? That's still a thing. Did you know that, like, freak shows have made a... Of course you do, because when we are in Austin... We had a surprise freak show. We went to this Museum of Curiosities in downtown Austin. And this dude who clearly worked there, like, you know, the way you and I, we don't really like people, number no, one. we do not. Um, except for the people listening to this podcast. You're cool. You're our friends. Uh, but we like to go through museums like this. And we're just, like, making jokes. And we're making up alternate histories for all the artifacts. And we're talking about how cheesy it all is. And this guy is really harsh in our vibe. And he's telling a bunch of ridiculous shit. That is obviously a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, and he's, he's like, doing take a and, picture
1: in this glass. There'll be a ghost that appears. Yeah,
0: and this skeleton was a little girl who went through a torture mis- And then I'm like, man. And he's saying it in all this ridiculous Carnival Barker voice. Yeah. At the end, we find out that he is a freak show entertainer. We were
1: also the only clients of the day, so that's why he was Super uncomfortable.
0: Us. Yeah. And so he's going to put on a show. And I'm like, oh, Christ. It was awesome. Honestly, awesome. He was a sword swallower. It was
1: too awesome. It was scary. He put like a nail down his nose. Yeah, he did the blockhead
0: routine. He swallowed several swords. I guess there's not very many sword swallows. Like less than 200 in the world, and he's one of them. I think he blew fire.
1: No, Uh, he didn't.
0: He didn't. No, but that would have been cool in my mind. In my mind, he blew fire. He
1: blew fire out of your brain.
0: But he did a bunch of different stuff, and he's actually really funny in that routine. I wish he just shut the fuck up during the museum part. Anyway, what I'm saying is. The freak show stuff has kind of made a a resurgence and I think they still do geeks which I don't understand how Geeks? Is the that geek, a th- a geek, name? geek is the term for biting a living animal's head off. Oh. And or that's a term for the person that does it.
1: Oh, is that why they call zombies geeks in the Walking Dead? I
0: think so, yeah.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: Right. Uh, I have no I thought idea that why was they call just some hipster bullshit. No, I have no idea how why they call, you know, nerds geeks, but Whatever. So well, But I I just wonder how they get away with doing that, because you'd think the animal rights people would be all over, like PETA would be. No, it was
1: obviously a fake chicken. I
0: know that, but I'm saying real-life freak shows do have geeks. Oh,
1: still do that shit? I think so. I don't think that's...
0: We'll have to do some research. We'll plausible. be back next week to talk about it, but I just wonder how they get away. Or maybe it's all elaborate fakery. I mean, didn't uh, Ozzy Osbourne famously bite bat heads off in concerts, yeah. or was that a bunch of Baptist... Uh, Pentecostal bullshit about rock and roll heavy metal. No,
1: he definitely did that.
0: Okay, citation <laughs> needed. We'll we'll get all this straight. Straight. I definitely next week. heard
1: that he did that. Oh no, once. I heard
0: it. I'm just saying. Also, Dungeons and Dragons can make <laughs> you commit suicide. So you know, take well, take everything with a large grain of salt.
1: That's a fact.
0: Uh, Jimmy comes up to save her from Meep the Geek, and Bet and Dot both are sweet on him. There's a love triangle that. Apex meets in Do- Bet and Dot's vagina. I don't see how they're going to resolve it.
1: I don't see. I didn't see Bet being that attracted to him.
0: Are you fucking kidding me? No. I think it
1: was more like a. Dot. Oh,
0: Bet. Okay, Bet. I always think no, it was a serious one.
1: Dot warmed up quite a bit to him. I think Bet is just looking for adventure. Yeah,
0: Bet's just a flirt. He's a cute boy, and yeah. she was batting her eyelashes. But but Dot is going to warm this one up.
1: Oh, maybe <laughs> that's how it's going to go this season. There's going to be sort of like a rivalry.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: Like Bets obviously the better flirt, but Dot has never done this before. But she really likes him, and they're gonna fuck. But which one is he gonna be fucking? Yeah. Mm? Never think about that. whose
0: heart is he gonna be fucking? Uh, I feel like this is gonna culminate. Someone's one. Oh, it's gonna culminate all right, (laughs) right? And we're gonna probably. Yeah, they've already
1: tried to kill. Or Dot's already tried to kill Bez, so...
0: But I think that one of, Ugh. like, what they're going to be... At some point in the season, I predict, you're going to have a deadhead of one of them lolling or, or gagging around on the side of the body, and that's oh, going to yeah. be a part of the creepy horror oh, as well. Oh, yeah. That's a given. Kind of human centipede style. What? Uh, how is that? You know, because she gets stuck in the middle between two dead people. Oh, right. They did die. That's kind of like, you know, that's always would be like if you're conjoined twin and the other half dies and you're still attached, what the hell happens then? Anyway, you know what happens now? Kathy Bates <laughs> strolls into the room with her badass bearded <laughs> self, introduces and herself as Ethel the Hinchwoman.
1: And her unbadass accent. What the hell is going on with her mouth
0: stuff? Let's just save all that for the feedback because ninety five point seven percent of the feedback is asking what the fuck is going on with Kathy Bates' accent.
1: Well, I don't think there's much left to be said, but
0: Her backstory <laughs> is she is a drunk and she was saved from the bottle by Miss Elsa and she feels very loyal to her for that reason. And we find out a little bit later that Jimmy, who is also known as the Lobster Boy with his magic fingers, is her son. Hmm. I don't know that a beard growing on a woman is actually a deformity, so I don't understand why she would give, be more prone to give birth to.
1: I think she probably would have shaved it. I mean, with the way the women in the 50s were consumed by their looks and the way they appeared to men, I just feel like she would have shaved it. I mean, did you see how nicely she was dressed? She seemed like a woman who actually... Uh, put a lot of stock into her appearance.
0: I don't know. When
1: she found her in the drunk tank,
0: is what I'm talking no, about. Yeah, no, certainly. She actually had a fuller beard then, too, which I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah, she's gotten older. I mean, so then it was... And Elsa looked really young, too. So that was like 20 years ago. You would have shaved
0: it. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't I don't know. I, I If
1: your choice is to hide your deformity from people or blend in...
0: Clearly, I don't mind... Put my deformity front and center. Yeah, so you're a freak, go.
1: and that's acceptable in 2014. So that is as far as we've come. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we People meet, have
1: gotten stupider and prouder of it.
0: Uh, we see Paul the Illustrated Seal and the – what do they call the tallest – what do they call the woman?
1: Amazon Eve.
0: Amazon Eve and Jimmy are out hanging a sign for the new attraction – And Jimmy and Paul are both like, I don't know about, you know, hanging up a wanted poster, your criminals here on the outskirts of a thing. And but everybody's like, well, we'll trust Miss Elsa about it. Some locals come by, tear assing up the road, throw a bunch of empty glass bottles at the feet of the freaks. And call them freaks, and I probably shouldn't be calling them freaks. It's probably insensitive. I mean, it's called The Freak Show. I get it.
1: You can't be offended by calling yourself something.
0: And Jimmy loses his shit about it and has to be restrained by Paul. That's pretty much the scene.
1: And scene.
0: Uh, We go back to the inside of Elsa's main tent where the candy striper comes in, makeup running, and says, I want to go home to my family and my church. And Miss Elsa, Jedi mind trickster, and says, you liked it here. Don't scratch that. You loved it here. And then she runs what can only be called a freak porno on 8mm that stars the Candy Striper.
1: How do you feel about Elsa Mars drugging and being a part of the rape of this young woman?
0: Well, it's, I don't know. It is a very uncomfortable scene because at the end, the one woman says she even says, "I did like it."
1: Yeah, because she's watching herself enjoying it on the screen, but she doesn't remember that she was. You don't think so? Because she, was she came in. That's like telling a woman who got drunk and had sex that she doesn't remember that she was asking for it, or well, she's
0: wearing a short skirt, so she's asking to be raped. It depends on what part of the party she started smoking opium. I think you're probably I'm right. I'm
1: pretty sure the part of the party where she starts smoking opium is when Elsa handed her a drugged Lucky Strike in the hospital.
0: Oh, that was a drugged Lucky yes, Strike for real? Yes, that's how she
1: got it. That's how she got her Candy Striper uniform. Oh, see, I thought she just talked her out of no, it. No, she drugged her.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then, yes, that's <laughs> clearly problematic. It's
1: horrible. What is... What is... I couldn't believe they're going to take this semi semi-sympathetic character and make her... A rapist,
0: yeah, Elsa, I don't know that she's semi sympathetic she uh, like uh, I think Phil Z said that this is like the classic villain monologue when she goes, No, your small townsfolk are the depraved monsters, the ones outside these tent the uh, housewives pinched with bitterness, watching their soaps and stuffed with boredom, dreaming of the strange erotic pleasures that we have visited upon you, my dear i she, she i don't I think she seems like she's kind of villainous not in the oh, way yeah. that the smiling clown is but still I
1: feel like she's villainous in the way that she's very self-serving. So so this is the thing. Because she brings in these these Siamese twins because she wants to Exploit make them, them or no, she says that she wants to save them, but she's only bringing them in cuz she wants to make herself a star. She's exploiting That's them. a kind of self-serving villainy. Certainly. You'd kill a cop to protect these stars, to protect your own circus. But we circus. also see
0: that these freaks that people are afraid of and say they're monsters, they do do monstrous things. And I think the shows questioning whether they're justified and like, you know, we've, we've lived by these society's rules. Now we're making our own. Gobble, gobble, one of us. Um, I, but I have, a, I have a problem with that because like in True Blood – The whole conceit of this is it's kind of a parable for gay rights and like, you know, these people are feared and, you know, you can't love them and they're and they're poorly misunderstood and they make wild Atlantis stories. But then as the series goes on, the vampires really are monsters. Even the ones we like are fucking predators that will just as soon drink your blood and kill you as look at you.
1: You know, what? honestly, that's
0: problematic. I don't think those that they're a parable for gay rights. Right.
1: Right. I don't think this show is doing that at all.
0: Well, no, it's asking us to sympathize with the freaks and feel sorry when people are saying that they're monsters, but then they're showing us do Yeah, they're doing like this cop things. this
1: cop came in here because he thought we were guilty
0: before he even saw us. Well, you were guilty. Yes, the, the, you absolutely were. <laughs> yes, these two these two <laughs> girls did kill their mother. By their own confession. Yeah. So it's like, what, how am I supposed to feel about this? And you now- drugged
1: and raped a girl who's being held in some other tent somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you're guilty.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I think the show absolutely is doing <laughs> Maybe that. Maybe it's
1: trying to say that the world made them bad people, and they didn't really have a choice. They had to adapt to their surroundings.
0: Yeah, I mean, it'll I'm be interesting I'm saying that's to see- the reason for their choices now, but. It'll be interesting to see how the thi- how this develops as as we go mm-hmm. on. Um, so we find out the, the, the uh, little Ma Indian, petite. Ma petite comes in and says, at so
1: the big be out the house.
0: No, don't do that. Mm-mm. All right. She
1: says that the show was bought out by one family <laughs> whose names are Dandy Mott and Gloria Mott.
0: Mm. It's of not, exp- it's not
1: explicitly said, but I just wanted to, yeah.
0: Uh, Oops. So they're all excited about that. Jimmy and Ethel, who of course is the bearded lady and the, the uh, lobster boy, and who are also mother and son, uh, he says he got 18 bucks for the hand jobs, but he wants out. Ah, I figured it out. What?
1: That is the equivalent of $161 today. Still crazy low. I mean, it's that's above. how much I would charge for one hand job. <laughs> From you, maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm always flat fucking broke. Uh, the, it, and so it's above like a street walker, but definitely below a, you know, high class call girl. It's boy. kind of middle of the road. Call boy. Call boy. Yeah. And especially males, they're not worth it. They're, they don't get paid as much anyway. So, he plus,
1: he was enjoying
0: it. So It's the one industry where he, the sexual pay, the dimorphism is flipped onto its, its ass.
1: He did say that he didn't charge as much because some of them... Enjoyed it too much, something like that. They got that. off so
0: fast, he felt he felt sorry. It's like you know when you go into the mechanic, he's like, "There'll be a fifty dollars diagnostic fee." And it turns out you just have a spark plug loose. He's like, <laughs> ah, "I don't know," and then he charges fifty <sighs> bucks anyway.
1: Yeah, I've never met a mechanic <laughs> that didn't overcharge. Oh. That didn't say, "Well, the spark plug was
0: loose, but also your right. hydraulic converters." <laughs> yeah, and your flux capacitor. Need some more <laughs> Gotta let it converter. Crystals. That's the word I
1: was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> there's a tiny little unicorn in your tailpipe.
0: <laughs> this is Car Talk with uh, Cecily and Aaron. Uh, so she says, but he complains, like, you know, all these people are drunk. And she's like, well, they're carnies. What are you going to do? Which that's not even a joke. That's literally what she said. Uh, he says, yeah, but you know, there's programs now. They got the 12 steps and we can do this. We could get a tract of farm or land. And we could all farm. And she's like, what are you talking about? We're not normal. There is no normal. If you want to be useful, go make the twins feel at home. And now they're dream? because why couldn't the freaks all go buy a plot of land in the middle of nowhere and live out the rest of their days in happiness and peace and acceptance?
1: Ah, uh,
0: because that would be a boring television show. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It'd be a hell of a reality series, though. Uh he goes to that make... actually
1: is a reality ser- series on AMC. Is it? Yes, you oh, didn't know that? Not. Yeah, it you know, absolutely you're, is. You're,
0: you're thinking small town security. <laughs> that's not a freak it should be a freak show, but it isn't. Uh so he says uh he goes to make Dot and Bet feel at home, but he finds that a cop is there cuffing them to arrest them because they're monsters.
1: It's called Freak Show on AMC.
0: No shit. Yeah. Oh that's right, it's it is. They just that's that's a new one for this year. It's nope.
1: been on for a while.
0: <laughs> okay, well, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> he whistles up the rest of the freaks, and they all kind of whoosh, appear in the tent.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they were all ready, because he was leaving his trailer in a huff. Uh-huh. Like, no one expected him to leave his trailer that mm-hmm. night, and he just happened by that one to hear that.
0: They have superhuman S- hearing. It's part of their genetic, uh, the one of their gifts. That hey, they that's have.
1: freakist. <laughs>
0: Uh, So he whistles him up, and uh, the cop thinks he's got the upper hand because he's got a gun because none of these carnies probably carry guns on licensed firearms. No way. And uh, he continues to call them monsters and freaks, and Jimmy says, don't do that, and he slashes the neck with a straight razor uh, somehow. I guess he's within the 15-foot rule, so before the guy can get the gun. I'm telling you, it's those
1: extra-long lobster fingers.
0: Uh. Get you slicing
1: Range. Slice,
0: slice and dice yeah. and pleasure. <laughs> They're multifunction. They're like a, uh, what do you call that? The slap chop?
1: A Swiss army knife. <laughs> Swiss
0: army hand. Uh, so the rich dude, the dandy. Dandy Mott and Gloria Mott. The dandy and Gloria show up and they bought the place out and they get the best seat in the house. And then he insisted his mother give trade seats because he's that kind of guy. Now she mentions because he starts to get upset because the show's running late, and she goes, "Now, now, settle down. We don't want that nasty rash to come back." I have another prediction. What's your prediction? He's gonna he's gonna get this obscene skin infection and end up wi- well, be, being a part of the freak show. Nah. They're setting up this this terrible rash. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think, I think <laughs> they're also really good
1: at setting things up to lead you down. A different path, and then just sharply veer left. All right. Well, it's, that's
0: my official a, prediction. Uh, I love, and so then the freak show starts, and it's fucking awesome. Freaks. We got. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> we got. We got Kathy Bates. Uh, she's the announcer. She's the MC. She's a ringleader, if you will. And the seal guy does his little arm flap, which is really cool. And uh, she, uh, we see he's kind of pan over to the conjoined twins, and we see uh, what'd you say to the little girl, Tiny Ma.
1: Um, ma petite
0: ma petite and amazon
1: she, eve together is a fun pair
0: uh, it is it is extremes of human condition and then did you see on wikipedia on ma petite's page that's not her real name miss imga uh that she has got a photograph of her standing next to the world's tiniest man
1: yeah and I he's did. like
0: 65 so he's like or well i don't know
1: yeah he's a big guy
0: well he's an old guy you mean
1: I mean, compared to her, he's kind of a big guy. Yeah, he towers like, the, like
0: three inches over her
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, at he's that like, scale. Yeah. Sure, sure. She's just, yeah, she's a very tiny person. He's just like
0: dwarf size. Uh, he's t- smaller than dwarf. No, he is, but he's got like fully formed. Have you seen the remake of The Island of Dr. Moreau with Val Kilmer and the Godfather, yeah. uh, Marlon Brando? Marlon Brando, yeah. At the time, that was the world's smallest man. I thought for a-
1: Marlon Brando? No.
0: No. <laughs> not by any stretched imagination. But he had one of his supposedly genetically engineered creatures that sat on his piano, and he was in the movie, but he was a lot like Petit Ma. Uh, similar statue. Ma he must have petite. died. Ma Petite? Yes. Uh, I'm never going to get that right. No, I know. Uh, but this show is awesome, and Kathy Bates is like, it's, well, Haro, yes, Haro, your souls. And then Elsa Mars gets introduced. And she's, she starts singing. I'm like, I don't really want to see Jessica Lang sing.
1: And I don't think this is a spoiler for next episodes, because if you've saw, seen the preview, you see it's coming. But it seems like there's going to be a lot of singing this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, Ryan Murphy's going back to his Glee roots. Like, he's
1: good at it. I'll give him that.
0: For a season or two. And we only have one for this freak show. So, but And this is
1: going to be the last one of Jessica Lange. Really? Reportedly. I mean, she might feel up to it next season, but uh, okay.
0: I don't know. I'm saying I wasn't really wanting to see Jessica Lange sing when I could be seeing all these other interesting things. And then she started singing David Bowie's Life on Mars. And I completely was in love with it. That song fits... This theme so well, especially since the freaks had set up this concern about you know nobody's coming to see this anymore because you got Lucille Ball and you got movies and why would you come see us when you can see these fantastic things? And this is David Bowie singing about a woman seeing these movies and being kind of jaded about it and not caring. And I just thought it was awesome. And she's dressed like David Bowie Yeah, from got the, the same video. She gets a my makeup. The only thing that's different is the tie.
1: I kind of liked her version better.
0: It ties the whole show and episode together in such a great way, and there's just everything you can see. Like they've got a, um, a a band of little people playing this full orchestra, and the rest of the freaks are making like these waves go back and forth. And there's confetti and fog, and it's just it's just freaking awesome. Interspersed with <laughs> all this is a freaking weir- awesome <laughs> is is a weird image of Elsa in like a skull cap wearing this bizarre like. French existentialism film makeup and Jimmy's looking shocked and I don't understand if that was a flashback or... They weren't
1: directly next to each other so I believe that Elsa is remembering her glory days or maybe some sort of dark secret from her past. They're Mm. sure they're setting that up and Mm. I think that uh, Jimmy is looking down because he's operating, whatever, he's operating backstage Uh. I think he's just looking down and sort of in Processing. shock and horror that he just murdered a man. Sure. But he's feeling – I think he's also feeling very proud yeah. of what he did it for.
0: Hmm. I saw that he's almost uh, like almost disassociated and I thought it was interesting. And I just didn't understand the Elsa Mars flash and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to. So anyway, um, at the end, the dandy comes up with his mom. The dandy? Yeah,
1: his name's Dandy, and what he's
0: a Dandy. Why are you calling dandy. him the Dandy, though? A Dandy is a term for a guy like him.
1: Sure, but why are you calling him the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a Dandy. He's the only Dandy Just call dandy him there.
1: Dandy. <laughs> dandy. <laughs> okay. Dandy
0: pops up with his mother and wants to know, because he's taken with Bet and Dot, mm. and he wants to know how much for them to buy, like a curiosity, and they offer as much as 15000 You know
1: what? He said that he offered to him behind... Or backstage, he got up and left pre-show and met sure. them backstage. And he said, how much? Yeah. And then we smash cut to sure. where they're negotiating. front. what do you think that Bet and Dot's response was backstage? Let's talk to no. Elsa and see what she can work no, out. No, I
0: think they said no. And then he thought, well, I'll just go up the chain of command. Because oh, that's just what I just go to my that's, mom. <laughs> that's how my life works. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. Because clearly when Elsa asked for them, they said, we want to stay here. This is our home. Even dot seemed down with that plan in fact Dot might be the one that said it i can't recall
1: yeah well jimmy was there
0: to de- sure protect her right right defend Right. defend
1: her i'm sorry not protect she can protect herself obviously
0: one thing i <laughs> one thing i skipped over damn it is elsa at the end of her david bowie solo oh just looks destroyed like and just before the lights shut off she looks like she's about to have a panic attack yeah what the hell was that about
1: I imagine that she, while she was singing, I mean, she's a true performer. She puts her heart and her soul into it. Mm-hmm. So while she was performing that song and dance, she's completely lost herself. Mm. Uh, when the lights came down, the song was over. There was no standing ovation for her. She looks around and there's two people in the audience and she's just, I think she knows that her career is over. She doesn't have a chance of becoming a Marlene Dietrich or a Betty mm. Grable. and Right. And this is her last stop.
0: So that makes a nice segue because the Segway. the mother uh, of the dandy uh, says <laughs> she, uh, when she won't sell her, the twins, says, well, the worst part about the show is your pathetic attempt at singing, which completely blows up Elsa Mars. And I got to say that the carnival looks really amazing at night.
1: Oh, yeah. Did you notice that, looks... that was the exact same daytime shot? Yeah, sure. Okay.
0: Uh, but now it's all lit up and it just looks because it kind of looks sad and depressing during the day, but at night it looks like a, a magical town. I mean, uh, my yeah, God.
1: it's like the It's the a ta-
0: thesaurus, it looks like some magical kingdom or some it's like fantasy the, land. Yeah,
1: the town itself has come to life at night and it's just breathing and it's moving all on its own. It's
0: incredible. So Jimmy uh, gets uh, Amazon, Amazon Ann.
1: Amazon Eve. Amazon
0: Eve to carry the cop's body over her shoulder uh, like so many sacks of potatoes, and she flops him over onto a. Hey, stump. you skipped over
1: the part where the clown was sitting on the merry-go-round. I didn't notice that. You didn't notice that? I know it shows, he comes
0: around at the end of this scene, but yeah, I did not know that.
1: Yeah, it shows the big shot of the scene or of the that pan out of the whole uh-huh, carnival. Right, right. And then it zooms in on like the Ferris wheel and it, on this and this, and then you see the Merry-go-Round. It moves around and the clown's just sitting there on one of the cars coming around towards you.
0: Oh shit. I must yeah, have been taking sh- notes from He was
1: so still and so creepy that he just blended in with the Merry-Go-Round. Wow. Yeah.
0: Uh, so anyway Jimmy's giving this uh, he gives a speech over this cop's body it's on a stump and he says you know people have been holding us down all our right and our life and saying that we're wrong and we're freaks well we should make our own right and wrong and if they mess with any of us and he points to Bet and Dot and says and you're one of us now you're two
1: and, of us now <laughs>
0: and <laughs> by sheer force of will they don't do a one of us one of us montage uh, and then they all communally stab this cops is yeah they start hacking
1: him up with all their sharp things and then they zoom out and the clowns there
0: i did catch that (laughs) and And the the clown's thinking
1: these people are fucked (laughs)
0: up (laughs) whoa 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 what are we desecrating corpses now uh i actually thought that maybe maybe he was like oh this is my kind of party (laughs) but it's hard to tell with that giant creepy ass smile plastered permanently to his face
1: Uh, It is. You can't
0: tell that he's crying on the inside. I don't want to. It's so sad. I'm
1: good. I'm good on his emotions.
0: Uh, We return back into Elsa's tent, and she's deep inside an opium bowl. (laughs) Ethel comes in to comfort her in her black mood, and she says, you know, I'm not really doing this for you people. I'm doing it so I can be a star. And Ethel says, you've got a gift. You deserve all the laurels and applause. But then when Elsa goes back to her opium bowl, and she's dismissed. Kathy's Bates face just turns dead. Like I don't, th- I, I don't think she liked hearing Elsa say that. Yeah. And that might be trouble for Elsa.
1: I've got an idea about what that's all about. Hit me. But it's kind of informed.
0: Oh well, then don't hit me. Okay. We'll just see if uh, see if you're right. You can call it. When it comes true, you can say, I called it.
1: I mean, this is like talks before the season even started.
0: Yeah. Well, do you want to have so, a spoiler section at the end of the cast? Uh, that's all I've got to say. Okay. Well, then I'll let you feel smug, I'll just, it, feel smug about it. I don't want to feel
1: smug <laughs> about it. I want to talk about it. I'll tell you after this.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. So, Elsa then, after she dismiss, dismisses Ethel, she takes her legs off. Literally, she's got her legs...
1: Wait, is, so that a, is that a metaphor for something? I don't know. <laughs> do people say that?
0: <laughs> uh, she's taking a load off. She's taking her legs off. And uh, her dog's been barking. She's taking him off. And uh, to a recording of Off-Wedersen Off-Wedersen? Whatever. <laughs> um, and so that's, she, that's the episode.
1: You know what? I don't think that I have the... No, I know for a fact that I don't have the patience to dress and undress so elaborately. Like, after a show, after that big performance, I don't think I could go back to my my big tent. fluffy tent, uh-huh. put on stockings, put on silky undergarments, put on my feathery night robe, and take down my hair and lay, to lay there and smoke opium. I think I would just take everything off, take my legs off, and just lay there and get high.
0: To be fair, she didn't take her David Bowie makeup off, so she kind of half-assed it.
1: Well, Nah. <laughs> All right. I guess you're right.
0: Uh, Do you have anything else to talk about the episode before we get to feedback? Nope. But first, let's attempt to pay the bills. If you like what we're doing here in baldmove.com, we'd really appreciate your support. And there's tons of different ways you can do so. Number one, this is a new cast for us. Mm -hmm. So we'd really appreciate, if you enjoy it, to go to our iTunes feed and rate and review us if you use that piece of software. Because that's probably the biggest thing you can do to help us. Kind of get the word out about the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, if you'd like to directly support us, you can use our amazon.baldmove.com link. Uh, and that way, everything you buy on Amazon, when you use that link for that session, we get a tiny cut of Amazon's profit, and that helps us out a lot.
1: Or you can come up to us and stuff money in our clothes.
0: You can do that. Um, we also <laughs> uh, we, You can be doing that for us at the Walker Stocker Gone in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> next Georgia, weekend. Can next you weekend. believe it? You can please do not stuff money in our pants. You Security will be called. You can stuff money in my pants. That is no pocket. You, do, it's not
1: in the pants proper. That's just
0: weird. Not no. You don't want to do. I think that's that's probably going to lead to inappropriate contact. But we'll see. Um, you can, you can try. also go to Patreon.com/baldmove <laughs> and slash bald baldmove if you'd like to throw some money our way in exchange for uh, behind-the-scenes access or custom content recording opportunities. Check the, uh, our pitch out there. We appreciate everything you guys do to support us, mm-hmm. and the only way we're able to do this is because of your support. So do you want to
1: talk about any other projects you're working on right now?
0: Well, uh, oh, that, my book. Is yes. that what you're talking about? all the things. All the things. Uh, I wrote a book for The Walking Dead, uh, season one, particularly, a survival guide. If you've If you've been familiar with my survival guides that I've written through the years, where I kind of take a humorous look at how the survivors are doing and how they could better survive the apocalypse. I took those and put them together with a recap and review. That's kind of a kind of a humorous wise ass a take. Uh, You can get it on in the uh, on Amazon.com in the Kindle store. It's DRM free. It's shareable. It's eligible for Kindle unlimited. Any way you can get it, you can get it.
1: I have an Amazon verified purchase. I read it. I proofread it. You did. You're one of the editors. It's a very good book. Thank
0: you. A little biased, but I, I appreciate it. Nonetheless, Rate and review it, by the way. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to do that. I still got zero. I still got no ratings. I'm like, D- I can't uh, rate it myself. That would be gauche.
1: Am I allowed to do it? Wouldn't it be like your mom kissing your lunch bag when you send it?
0: Probably, but it's a step above me rate Because I've seen a lot. I was going through some of the self-published books uh-huh. in the highlight, and a surprising amount of authors have one or two reviews of people with the last, same last name as them <laughs> or their own name. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> man
1: good thing Come we're on. not married because some people will never know it was me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Philip Z. Let's get the feedback. You can send us feedback by doing so uh, – sending us an email at amc – or sorry, geez. A-H-S at baldmove.com uh, or you can go to our live show threads at facebook.com slash baldmove and if you're and a Patreon sub-
1: subscriber, you can watch us live. Oh, yeah.
0: A, if you're – that's one of the levels of the Patreon. You can actually watch us recording live. Uh, Philip Z on Facebook, speaking of the devil, said, can't place Kathy Bates' accent. Sarah D.P. said, Kathy B.'s accent is killing me. Rachel H. uh, H. says, I think it's supposed to be Appalachian, but it mostly misses. Amy P. says, Kathy B. is rocking a bad Clarice from Silence of the Lambs' impersonation. (laughs) Allison S.K. says, what type of accent is Kathy Bates rocking this season? Every time she opened her mouth, I could not concentrate on anything else but this crazy dialect. I guessed she was doing an elaborate, um, shit, what's, uh, uh, um, Lorne Michaels from SNL impersonation.
1: I was focusing so hard on trying to place her accent that every scene she's in, I have no idea what she was talking about.
0: It's Uh, crazy.
1: After you watch her do it for a couple of takes and you say that's the best you can do, don't you, you know, go back and think, oh, maybe let's give her a southern accent. Why does she have to be from some... So Strange she place rocking, that she can't do.
0: I, I wonder if it's because she did a southern accent last year and they're just like, we needed to be a different. We needed to be different. Uh, but Rachel H has the answer. But Kathy the, Bates confirmed on Twitter that it's a Baltimore accent. She confirmed on Twitter? Yes. What were people saying to a her on Twitter? Baltimore accent. That's not a Baltimore accent, man. You know what? I've watched five seasons of The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> Your eight
1: year old son. Can't make a video without rewatching it immediately after it's made. Yeah, you're telling me that Kathy Bates didn't rewatch any of her stuff and say, "Oh, maybe I should work on
0: that." I don't know. I mean, like, it's not I love terrible. Kathy Bates. I okay, do too.
1: I adore her work. Yeah, except for this.
0: <laughs> and it's not distracting now that I know she. Because now it's like instead of trying to scratch my head and be like, "What the fuck?" I can just make fun of it. So I'm I'm in a good place with her accent at this point going forward. I hope you all are as well uh anthony barton fink Bas- basich said uh <laughs> she's um, oh, it's the guy yeah uh wanted to shout out the fact that uh jessica lang was wearing the same outfit and makeup as david bowie did in the original, original music video as a bowie fan i really appreciate this however i can't ignore the fact that the song was recorded 19 years after this episode is supposed to happen I could give zero fucks about yeah, the timeline on the I am show. I'm
1: absolutely fine with that. They're doing like a Moulin Rouge, like I, I s- h- I singing in the rain. I hope she, she the does rain. the thong song
0: next week. I hope she does some Lord's Royals. That's fine. That's Royals. Absolutely um, fine. Everything is on the table. Because you know what? Elsa Mars is ahead of her time. And the people ripped her off posthumously. Actually, that's. My I'm pretty sure
1: that David Bowie did rip Elsa Mars off. Also, I want to thank Anthony for submitting that because if I hadn't done a bunch of research, I wouldn't have known that she had uh, been redoing that video.
0: No, I mean, it's like, you can look it on, uh, on YouTube. It's, it's uh, other than the tides dead on. Uh, John D said, does anyone else have a rough time uh, adjusting to the ensemble, all acting together as different characters every season? For whatever reason, it bugs the shit out of me for the first few episodes. Every time. I also kind of feel like they're trying too hard to give Jessica Lang another award caliber material getting a little bit more desperate each season. So there's two points so. here. Do you have a problem shifting gears between characters?
1: Um, I think after watching the second season that I watched of uh-huh. American Horror Story, uh-huh. you know, when I first saw these characters, I was like, wait a minute. She was this and she was this and he was that. And then it hit me that that's what they were doing. And I was okay with that.
0: I so I so So
1: for the first season afterwards, I was confused. But after that, no.
0: So my thought, because my initial thought was, no, I don't care. I know I have a problem. But a second thought is I do think I carry a little bit of their motivations with them. Like I can associate Jessica Lang as an evil character. And I think she still is going to be an evil character. But a lot of that is just me overlaying her previous uh, incarnation on it. Shh. And Kathy Bates is sinister because she's a slave holder. But I don't confuse their characters. It's almost like the, whether they're evil or good is what throws me.
1: I think everyone turns out to be evil almost always in the end. So I think that has never been a problem for me.
0: So what do you think about the uh, awards baiting of Jessica Lang? I think there's a little pressure there to do that.
1: I don't know. Maybe the first season, but it seems like this is Jessica Lang's kind of like last big thing she's going to do. And I love Jessica Lang, hmm. So I don't think it's award baiting. Because there's so many other better actresses out there doing better work. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the fact that she does continue to be a, yeah, nominated for and winning these awards. I don't think she deserves it, but I don't think she's baiting it. All right. <laughs> she's winning, though. So, I mean, there's that for her.
0: So is Charlie Sheen. Look what that got him. He won. Uh, Liam D said uh, The season is setting itself up nicely. It worked well as an opener, as it introduced both the themes of the show. Uh, outsiders clean to a lost dream that the real monsters are not inside the tent, although that's debatable, as well as most <laughs> of the major players. I imagine the next episode will introduce the final chunk and obvious plot arcs without revealing the motivations of everyone in full, nor giving us the ability to outright predict the course of events.
1: Who's playing the final chunk?
0: Michael Chiklis, for one.
1: <laughs> that's, and his, also- that's his character name, is the final chunk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, the thing, the final chunk. He's kind of typecast at this point.
1: Yeah, he's short and squat, right? <laughs> uh,
0: I like the addition of actual disabled individuals who have interviews up on YouTube to give us a nice realism and relation to the freak shows of the past. I'm super excited for the season as it looks like we'll be going to get a lot more of the dark stuff that works so well in one and two. Uh, I will post a link to those interviews on YouTube because they are pretty interesting. And thank you for that, Liam. Paul Soler said Michael Chickless is a respectable five foot six, not as Aaron claimed, a feeble four foot one inch. MC is very sensitive and litigious about his height, so I hope he doesn't find out that Aaron claimed he was playing the world's shortest man or Aaron could be in for an A.S.S. kicking.
1: Is this Michael Chickless writing an email under the false name Paul Paul
0: Solar? No, I'm not buying it, Paul. So here's what I have to say about that. I actually did some independent research. Did you? And guess who was standing next to the world's shortest woman and the world's shortest man picture? a Michael Chiklis. <laughs> so I was wrong. He wasn't four foot one. He's like two foot three. <laughs> he barely He was just right above the world's he, smallest he's, woman. He's, at, he's just stands taller than the average New York City fireplug. So, or fire hydrant, if you will. I will. Uh, and, and, and and the only way that he looks bigger than that is they use extensive uh, use of camera tricks and angles mm-hmm. to make him look like he's bigger. Like shoot
1: him up so he always looks like way he's towering. Up, oh yeah, up. Like, So like from the feet. Ryan
0: Murphy digs a hole in the ground <laughs> to the depth of six feet and then points the camera straight up.
1: Is that how you get him to look like he's four feet, though? And he though? looks
0: like he's five foot six at that point. Yes. so anyway come take all of my zero money michael come bring <laughs> it on you're you're wealthy and famous and i have my podcast so you win but please anthony, support this anthony b comes back for double dipping he says i'm so glad you're covering the show i wish you'd started back as early as asylum which is my favorite season so far but better now than never yeah buddy I wanted to mention how much of the style and tone that I really enjoyed about this episode. While this first episode was directed by Murphy himself, I couldn't help but notice the style looked very familiar to the episodes directed by Alfo uh, Alfonso, Alfonso Gomez Rejon. Reon. Yep, Gomez Rejon. Uh, he worked with Murphy on Glee, which he never he admits never watching. Um, I did watch the first two seasons.
1: I did it watch it until it got weird.
0: All right, uh, which is. About the first two seasons uh-huh. and has directed a handful of episodes for the last two seasons of uh, American Horror Story. Scratch that, the first two seasons. Okay. Last season, he directed seven episodes. Shit, I can't rewrite no matter what I'd say. No. He's directed all the episodes. His cinematography has this warped look to it, giving us those very dreamlike surreal visions. Again, Murphy directed this episode, not Ray uh Ray, Ray Hone. Hone. But it looks like Murphy has employed a lot of Rayon's techniques. I'm very excited by this, and I'm hoping the other directors follow the same approach. It was certainly give to show a much more unifying tone, adding to the creepiness and dark mood of this premiere. I uh, couldn't agree more. I thought the techniques they used in shooting the twins, shooting their twin speak, shooting the normals versus freaks, I thought it was awesome and did a lot uh, with the art of filmmaking to set the mood and give us a good tone and, and show without telling us a lot of things were going on subtextually. (laughs) Boom.
1: I agree. I don't think I have anything to add to that. All right. Doing a great job. He's taking notes and he's learning and he's growing. And that's all you can ask for as a director slash writer.
0: He's (laughs) doing good work. Uh, I think that that will do it for the podcast. Again, if you'd like to send us feedback, you can do so at AHS. That's Alpha Hotel Sierra at BaldMove.com. And you can catch us on our live watchings on Facebook.com slash BaldMove. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Bye-bye.